And that was a game changer for me. So the big question is, what are top agents doing to absolutely crush it in real estate? To get the answers, we interview the top real estate agents to learn their secrets to success. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. My name is Andrew Dunn. And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Elite Agent Secrets. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Elite Agent Secrets. Today, I'm joined by Ailey Hunt. Now guys, strap on your seatbelts because she's been licensed for less than three years at the moment. And she's already done over 235 deals. She's done 35 million alone this year. And she's on pace to do about 40. Now, we're going to be talking about social media on topic number one. We're going to be talking about agent to agent referrals on topic number two. And then in topic number three, we'll bring it home with building business in a completely new state as a completely new agent. Haley, welcome to the show. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. Hey, today, today's going to be fun. I've been watching your journey for the last few months before we reached out to get you on the show. And I tell you what, it is hella impressive. I'm having trouble keeping up with you. It, I mean, what you have done in such a short time frame, I I probably can count on one hand from all the guests that we've had on the show that has had anything even remotely similar to your journey. So I want to take it back to day one. Take us back to the journey. For the audience that doesn't know you, first of all, how did you get started and what had you make that terrible or, in your case, great decision of becoming a realtor in a completely new state. Yep. So I got licensed during the pandemic, um, which was just an insane time in general. I was living in North Carolina. I currently live in Columbia, South Carolina. At the time, I I was living in North Carolina. And my husband, who is in the Army, got stationed at Fort Jackson, which is in Columbia, South Carolina. So I quit my job in higher education and I picked up and I moved to South Carolina. Well, because of the pandemic, there were hiring freezes with state budgets. So the state university here didn't have any positions available, at least not in the division that I was experienced in. So I just decided to get my real estate license on a whim. I thought, well, I'll do 10 deals this year. And then if we get orders and we have to leave, I'll get relicensed somewhere else. And I'll maybe do 10 deals there. Um, And it just took off. I um, found out I was pregnant with my daughter on the day of my real estate exam. And so I did my entire first year with no child care, a newborn on my hip, literally. And um, it was a lot, but I used social media to grow. And that year I did 28 units in 2021. Wow. See, You have one of the most incredible stories that are so inspiring. And at the same time, you have literally given no excuses. Kid on the hip, you just found out. I can't imagine finding out. Hopefully it was after the exam instead of before. Because if you found out before, I mean, I'll be losing my shit. (laughs) Yeah, it was right before. I don't know what prompted me to do that right before. It was right before. um, And I still passed. So that was great. I was surprised about that. We were not expecting that. So, um, yeah, I think things just kind of work out for a reason, though, because I feel like finding out kind of 
put an extra motivation. You know, it's not just about you anymore when you have a kid. So it's like, you're not just doing this for yourself. You're doing it for somebody else too, which makes you want it more. And we we always talk about the having a greater reason, having a deeper, you know, bigger why. Like it doesn't get much bigger than that. See, I'm a dad myself. And when I got into real estate, actually six months into my real estate journey, um, my second one was born. And if the heat wasn't cranking before, now it definitely was, right? So let's talk about your year one, year two, year three, because we talked about it before the show. I know you know yeah. your numbers, so let's let's have the audience hear the numbers because I really want to dive in on your progression because you have literally doubled, doubled, and you are just off the races and off the chart. So my first year, I did twenty eight units, which was seven and a half million for me. Um, the next year, I did eighty six units, which was twenty four and a half million, and this year so far. We are at 120 pended and closed, which is 35 million for me. Yeah, that, that's incredible. That's like 230 plus, 234 plus, right? Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about what changed. Well, first of all, what changed in your mentality? Because you said, I just want to do 10. And then you ended up doing 28. So that's way more than doubling. Mm-hmm. And then what changed between that mentality, and then you taking it from 28 to 87 in year two? So um, I wanted to do 10 because I didn't think I could do any more than that. I had just Mm -hmm. moved to a new state. I didn't know anybody. I didn't have any relationships here except for my husband. So I just thought, how in the world? Like, there's no way I'm going to be able to get anybody to hire me. Nobody knows me. I literally have no friends or family here. So I felt very limited. I didn't think I could do any more than that. Um, And then the ball started rolling and it started this snowball effect. And before I knew it, I was on pace to out salary my husband. And so I was like, wow, you know, this is an opportunity. Why would I slow down? So I had my daughter in March of 2021. I had my first closing in February of 2021. I did not take any maternity leave. I just kept working, which I don't endorse or recommend. I don't think it's very healthy not to do that. But I um, I didn't take any maternity leave. I just really hustled through it. And my first three quarters combined were less transactions than my fourth quarter in my first year. So it was just this compounding effect of doing all the things every day, getting these clients, growing my database, and then things really started to just boom in that fourth quarter. Um, and then so what, what, were, what were all of the things that you were doing, right? Because a lot of agents get into this profession thinking they want time and financial flexibility and freedom. And then they fall flat on their face because they really don't know what to do. They don't know how to prospect, lead gen, write contracts and some of the basics. So what are the things that you've done for the first three quarters that compounded you to have your biggest quarter in, in the fourth quarter? Um, so my only lead generation tool really has ever been social media. Um, Topic number one. Yep. So that's been the biggest thing. Um, every day I, I posted as if I was an expert every single day. I use social media to um, 
leverage my my time, I guess. I, I, I wasn't really in the business of making cold calls. It was in the middle of COVID. I had a daughter, so I wasn't door knocking. Houses were going off the market in 48 hours, so there weren't open houses. So I didn't know anybody. So I just used social media because what other way is there, you know? Um, and I did that every day. In between nap times, I created content. I would literally put my daughter down for a nap and then I would go into a room with five different outfits and batch create content so that I would have content throughout the day. I shared stuff that I thought would be helpful. I interacted online in Facebook groups. I met other agents online and created relationships. So my first year, all of my business came from social media and the like micro sources of that were organic people hiring me from social media clients recommending me to other people on social media and then those people reaching out to me and then creating agent relationships which resulted in agent referrals through social media. Hey, I just wanted to jump in here and let you know if you would like access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to eliteagentsecrets.com/partner or you can just click the link in the description below. Now back to the show. Yeah, see, see, I find that so incredible, right? Because there's a lot of people that are going to be listening to this show. I mean, we got almost 30,000 plus listeners now per month. And it's kind of crazy because a lot of them are going to spend money on billboards. They're going to spend money on ads. They're going to spend money, you know, wherever um, that they're already spending money. And it, social media is free. Right. And if, yes. and if we're complaining, oh, we only got five views. I'm like, they were free. And tomorrow you can get 10 views. And if you do this for long enough, you can get a hundred views. And then, uh, so now all of a sudden, it's almost like you had a hundred conversations with people and now they're at scale and it's evergreen content. And w- one thing that I, and I highly encourage the audience to actually go check you out on, on, on your Instagram. Uh, we'll link it in the show description notes. You are very damn consistent. And the content is just so like, you just swipe and you just go right? You're talking about very useful things. So when you were creating your content, was there some kind of strategy that you were um, thinking through? Or it was just like, oh, the client asked me this, or, oh, I read this, and this would be helpful. Like, what was the overall mindset of creating some of this content? Because I know there's going to be content analysis paralysis from some of the audience. And like, well, I don't know what to post, right? How often do you hear that when you speak to your agents? All the time. Yeah. But yeah, people really struggle with that. Um, I think people overthink it. You know, I didn't know anything. I was like Googling most asked questions by home buyers and answering them online. What I tell people is that you should be producing content that hits your target audience. Do you want to get more sellers? Do you want to get more buyers? Do you want to reach people who live by the lake? Are you more interested in helping people who are upsizing from their current house to their next or first time home buyers. Mm-hmm. Are you trying to get luxury listings or whatever the case may be? So figure out your niche and who it is you really want to work with and then produce content that is valuable to them. Answer questions that they would have. If you have current clients, what questions are they asking you? Answer them online. Talk about your day to day. Let people see who you are as a person. Um, and consistency is the key. A lot of people will create content for a week or two weeks or a month, and then they don't see anything. And they're like, oh, this isn't working. I don't have time. Let me just get back to whatever it is I'm doing. Or they get busy with the clients that they do have and they let that fall to the wayside. But 
consistency is important. You have to show up. In my opinion, you should be showing up every single day. And as daunting as that sounds, it's the same thing as like cold calling for three hours a day. You know, if you don't make the cold calls, you won't see the results. It's all a numbers game. With content, it's just creating that content every day. If that's the legion source you decide to choose, you have to do it every day. And as annoying as that can sound, if you're not showing up, you're not going to get the results that you want. Yeah. See, I'm guilty of the last group of people that you just mentioned where you post, you get a lot of business, and then it's like crickets because you're busy servicing that business, right? Like I have this funny way of, you know, being blessed by the universe, God, whatever you believe in, where it's like crickets. And then it's like six, seven, eight, nine contracts at a time. And now you're figuring, you know, how to service all of it. And then social media kind of flags. So I'm really good about like my stories and posting there regularly. But I overthink my content where I need it to be a little bit more polished. And my wife and I, we were just shocked talking about this yesterday. And she's like, you know what? Screw your little perfectionism because it doesn't serve you. Just give me the content, upload it to Google Drive, and I'll just make stuff for you. You all I need for you is to write me the cop captions. And I said, you know what? Let's try it. Right? Yeah. Let's try it. Um, it doesn't have to be perfect. Done is better than perfect. In my opinion, it should be cohesive, right? Like everybody should have a clear brand and a clear message and, and a target audience. But Gary Keller tells us that current business should never supersede future business or something exactly. like that, he says. So a lot of agents, I think, get really caught up in the day-to-day. You know, they're in their business. They're transacting. And then we work on a 30-day basis, 30, 60, 90-day basis, right? So if you get so busy with your seven, eight, nine clients and you forget about future client opportunities and lead generating after those clients close, a lot of agents will be like, well, now I've got to start over. And that's why a lot of people don't have the consistent closings that they want because they get so wrapped up in the current deals that they forget that they've got to always be chasing the next one. Yeah, I mean, even even right now, if we're just talking about your numbers, you've already done closed and pended 120 transactions. We're a little bit more than halfway through the year. By the time this podcast actually airs for when the audience are listening, and you're on pace to, to probably do what? Another 30, 40 transactions, give or take, just by, by those numbers? Maybe. I know it sounds daunting, but you're about 10, yeah. 10 to 20 per, per month at the moment, right? Right. So I like to have at least 10 closings a month. Um, I like to put under contract at least 10 a month. Um, my biggest month in my career has been 23 closings in a month. Um, so I don't know if I'll do that again. But last week we put under contract seven families. So it's always, you know, it's always possible. I kind of imagine that we'll land somewhere around 40 million, maybe 140 transactions this year. Okay. So what's what's the secret of, I mean, first of all, some agents are in your shoes three years ago where they're like, I just want 10 in a year. And you're basically mm-hmm. saying, I, I did seven or eight last week. I do at least, I, I would like at least 10 a month, right? So it's just, the scale is so much different. And you're, no offense, but it's you're, you're not that much further away. Like 36 months is not a lot of time. Right. 
And it's you not. are just, and, and, and I, I anticipate that next time this year, you're going to be like, I want to do at least 20 or 30 a month. Just that's the projection. I know that seems crazy, right? Yeah. But so did 120 in less than seven or eight months, three years ago. Yeah. What has, it, what has changed? Like, what was the dynamics for you to be able to do as much as you're doing now through social leverage, media? Leverage. I had to hire leverage. So at the end of my first year, it was like December and I had done 28 and I saw where somebody was requesting recommendations for a real estate agent in my area. And I looked over at my husband in bed and I said, God, I hope they don't recommend me because I'm exhausted and I just don't think I can do another one this year. And then I realized how in the world am I ever going to grow and do more if I'm doing it all by myself. Because my first year, I was my own TC. I didn't have an assistant. I showed every house by myself. And also, I did 28 deals my first year. 27 of them were buyers. And only one was a seller. And that was Same. when we were having 3 to 4 like 3% interest rates. So it was crazy. And I was not working with high price points. So I mean, I was showing houses like a maniac. And it was just kind of exhausting. So. At the end of the year, I realized I've got to hire some leverage. The first thing I did was hire a somebody to help me with it all kind of happened at one time. I hired somebody to assist me with showings here and there, right? Like if I can't be there, can you go open a door or can you go grab videos of this property for me if it's a virtual showing? So mm -hmm. very off the cuff, really quickly after that, I hired a transaction coordinator and I wasn't necessarily, you know, like following the MREA book or anything like that. Oh, you're, you're that totally going like the opposite direction right there. <laughs> I did. And and that was because I had a kid and she was kind of getting to that age where she was crawling and antsy. And I thought, well, I can sit at home with her and do admin work versus going out and putting her in a stroller and showing houses. So mm -hmm. I, I had to swap for what my life circumstances were. So then I hired a transaction coordinator and then I hired childcare. And that was a game changer for me. I had a babysitter for six hours a day. So during those six hours every day, I did as much work as I possibly could. And that partnered with a TC and a showing partner freed me up to build business instead of just do a job to actually yeah. be very systematic and strategic about it. By the end of the year last year, I had a dedicated showing partner and a transaction coordinator. Um, and currently I have a virtual assistant, a transaction coordinator who is on staff and only works for me A showing partner. And uh, my husband is no longer active duty army. He just got licensed. Um, and I'm about to start a real estate team. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you would like one-on-one -on -one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. 